This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reoccurring, being a fan, being a listener, supporter. If you, oh, excuse me. I just choked on myself. I got so excited to give you compliments. I just swallowed myself. I appreciate you guys so, so much. And I ask you this every time you listen, but please rate and review us. If you are enjoying the podcast, Leave us a five-star rating, review us, let us know what your favorite part about the podcast is, how it's helped you, how it's affected your life in any positive way. And for any negative comments, I'm open to constructive criticism. Just don't put it on the freaking World Wide Web. Send me a message, have some balls, send me an email, comedy at gmail.com, and tell me what your gripe is. I can't guarantee that I will listen to it, but I'm open to it. That's what I'm going to say. If you guys want to watch the podcast, it's available for early, exclusive early access on my Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. And if you guys want to watch the full episode and also some clips, that's available on my YouTube page as well. YouTube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. This week we get into the nitty gritty that is a pretty shitty story about my teeth and the dental scams that I have been a part of. And I hope you guys enjoy this old school style of the Sharp Tongue podcast with the one, the only, the best. The best and sometimes the worst. Me. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. And I am in my sister's guest room. You can see there are some pills I probably should put away. Hold on now. I will explain the pills. We'll get to the pills. We'll get to the medication very shortly. How is everybody? How's everybody doing? It's going to be a little rattly here. Let me get adjusted. I don't have a proper setup here, but it is cute nonetheless. This is the bed that I sleep in. Not that you guys need to know that, but this is a very personal studio that we're in. I am in upstate New York. I am going to tell you about my dental surgery that just really took me for uh took me for a loop spinned me for a loop looped me for a spin I went on a ride 
and did not know what I was getting myself into. And we'll get into that in a little bit. I wanted to give a shout out to this woman, Kath, Dr. Kathy Cook, who I sat next to on my plane, on my flight from LA to Syracuse, who was a doctor, a historian, a professor, and she was writing a book about what's going on and how history is repeating itself. We just had a very interesting conversation. So she said she might listen to the podcast. So, hey, Kathy, good luck on your your book endeavor. I was intrigued by her because she obviously was working on a manuscript and that is something that I'm going to be dealing with myself. And so I felt connected to her in that sense. And I just normally don't talk to people when I sit down. When I'm on a flight, you know, if it's a, if it's a 45 minute flight, maybe I'll say something to somebody. But if it's a three hour flight, I'm not going to open up the conversation because you can't walk away from it. You know, you're just like, okay, yep. And then you what, you turn your head to the right because the person's still sitting next to you. It's a very awkward situation. But luckily, my seatmate, Dr. Kathy Cook, was very interesting. And I wish her the best. I wish her the best on her book journey. I, you know, there's so much that went wrong this week. <laughs> if you can see my smile's kind of crooked. My jaw is kind of swollen, not as bad as it was. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. We're just going to get right into the dental work of it all. I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I signed up for what I signed up for. Now, I'm not somebody who has any sort of cosmetic dentistry done. These are all my teeth. And I have four baby teeth. I had three baby teeth with no permanent teeth underneath, probably from down the line in my lineage, some inbreeding. I have no idea what causes that. We could Google it later. But the point is, underneath those baby teeth, there are no permanent teeth. So they kind of, dentists just kind of cross their fingers and say, hey, these teeth may last, they may not. Sometimes when the teeth don't last, they have to do a bridge. And it's a fake tooth that they bridge in between the other two teeth. And, And I had a bridge in my mouth for over 20 years. And it just started to crack. And So we blasted that puppy out of my mouth and what has to happen is you need to put an implant in, which just, it's too close of a word to what women get done to their boobs. Because at that point, it's like, why not put a fake boob in my mouth and then put teeth on my chest? Let's have fun. You know, let's put a couple bicuspids on my chest and a double D in my, in my mouth and and send me out. Let's do a lap around Wegmans and see what happens. That's my idea of fun. I didn't get that. I, I went in and the thing is, is let me preface this by saying I have had horrible dental work done in, in Los Angeles. Now I'm from a smaller town, smallish Syracuse is not a huge metropolis, but it also isn't a hillbilly hobunk town, po-bunk. It's a, it's a rather decent sized city. So I still consider it a small town in the sense of you can get some family businesses that are still running, you know, dentist businesses and, you know, even the bread company, Columbus Bakery that I love to go to, just all these places that have been family run for years. I I live for that. And it's not to say that that's not available in Los Angeles. It's just a bigger city. That's a metropolis. And with the metropolis comes scam artists. And the last place I want a scam artist is in my mouth. And unfortunately, I've had a couple in there. I... I've had a couple scam artists in my mouth. When I first moved to Los Angeles, I needed to get a dentist. 
And there's something to being gullible. And I'm not a gullible person. I don't consider myself gullible. What I do consider myself is someone who sometimes doesn't do the due diligence that needs to be done in order to research a certain area of focus. Like a dentist. I think it would behoove everyone to just do a quick background check. Does this dentist have any open lawsuits? How many people have sued this dentist? Does this dentist have an actual degree? You know how many times I've walked into a doctor's office and I've never even vetted the person. Ever. Ever. I don't even Google to see if they actually went to school and got a degree in the specialty for which I am seeing them for. I just, I just have hope. I just have faith. And I think that that costs a lot of people. And it did cost me. It cost perfectly good teeth in my mouth to be drilled into in Los Angeles. And when I went to this dentist, I just trusted her in Los Angeles on Main Street in Santa Monica. I, I wish I could remember her name because I would definitely put her on blast because she for sure is a drill happy whore. And I say that very respectfully. She drilled into good teeth. And for that, we can, you know, we can make a little voodoo doll for her. A little Main Street voodoo doll. I went into her office. And the one thing I will also say about all this is, luckily, we have very good teeth in my family. Uh, we don't really, we don't have adult cavities. The only time my sister had adult cavities is when she was pregnant, which is sometimes common. And we have good teeth. We have strong enamel. I, I should put that on my dating profile. Long walks, strong enamel, can bake, will bake for love. So I went into this dentist and maybe it had been a little bit over the time you're supposed to go see a dentist, which do we really need to go twice a year? If we're taking care of our teeth, it feels really just a little overbearing. So it had been a little over the time that I needed to get my dental work done. So I probably was a little more feeling vulnerable in my mouth, which is not a good feeling. And she does the the, the thing with the, the, the pricky thing, you know, the, the, the needle that goes into your, your molar to see if it sticks at all. And here's the thing. A little stick is okay. This is what my Syracuse dentist in Syracuse, in Syracuse said. He goes, a little stick is fine, but some dentists feel like a little stick is a reason to drill. And that's what this bitch did. Little stick. She wanted to drill into four of my teeth and I let her. Why? I don't know why I let her. Guys, I think about it every week since that happened and that happened seven years ago. I think about it every week because I know she drilled into perfectly good fucking teeth and I just let her do it. I let her do it. She also got away with it because we had to extract a tooth that looked like something from Jurassic Park. This happened one time. I went to the dentist once and I had to get rid of a zombie tooth. That's right. I had a zombie tooth in my mouth. It was the last of us in the back of my of my jaw. And this tooth looked like the thing that the man who created Jurassic Park had on the end of his walking stick. The amber stone <laughs> <laughs> with the mosquito in it. That's what my tooth looked like. It looked like a fucking dinosaur fossil. And who knows how long it had been in my mouth. It was just all the way in the back. No one even knew it was there. It was just back there taking up residency, chilling, being a fossil in my head. And we had to yank it out. And I asked her if we could keep it. And she said, no one should keep that. It is going to be sent out to space. It's not even going to be sent out to a lab. We are going to send it out to space because it shouldn't be here on Earth. That thing is an alien. So I basically had an alien 
How embarrassing. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. But basically, I'm the reason that dinosaurs will be back on Earth. So you're welcome. You're welcome for that. That tooth was so brutal. Oh, my God. It literally looked like a fossil. It looked like this sort of thing when you're walking along the beach and you pick up a rock and you see the imprint of the seashell, you know, the fossil. That's what my tooth looked like. And I'm sure if we looked at it a little bit harder, we would have found imprints of creatures long, long gone. You know, the tooth was so... The tooth was so old that when you started to look at it, you could hear Neil deGrasse Tyson start to narrate it and tell you where it came from in the cosmos. The tooth was so gross. It literally looked like something that you would find in the sarcophagus inside of a, of a pyramid. This thing was in King Tut's tomb. This wasn't a tooth. It was a relic and it was in my mouth for, for my whole life. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I have some cavities. Go ahead and drill. And she drilled away. Boy, did she drill away. She drilled. And that's just the worst sound. Can't we work on improving the dental drill sound? Gall. It is just brutal. It's, 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 It's this high frequency and it gets up in your fucking skull. And it stays there for for eternity. We need to get something soothing. Can't Nora Jones release a dental drill? That would be great. I haven't heard from her in a while. Maybe she's working on it. Would love a nice, gentle Nora Jones dental drill. Because the one we have is so... It, 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 it just makes me anxious. It causes anxiety. And it, it's just... It, it's really an oversight. I need us to improve the technology. I know everyone's spending money trying to cure cancer, which I don't think we're ever going to cure, and other diseases and creating prosthetic limbs for people. That's great. Can we work on the dental drill noise, please? She drilled away. She drilled away into perfectly good teeth. I think she did four cavities that day in addition to pulling out the relic from the back of my jaw and sent me home. And I was on some pretty sweet drugs and I didn't think too much of it. Then I go back six months later to see her, same dentist, that I still didn't and haven't Googled or done a background check to see if she had any outstanding lawsuits, which I would not be surprised if she did. I wouldn't be surprised if I went to her dental office and it was shut down, which I've thought about. I go back to her about six months later. She sits me down in her chair and says I have four more cavities. Four. Now, when I tell you that I never had cavities as an adult and went into her the first time she said I had four cavities, I let her fucking drill without a question, probably because I was already on some medication. This is why you got to be sober minded, makes you make better decisions. I go into her second time. She says four cavities. And here's the thing. When I sat down in her chair the second time, she goes, I'm embarrassed for you. You have four more cavities. 
and I'm not trying to appropriate or I'm not trying to be racist. I don't know where she was from. She had an accent, and this is what I remember hearing. These, this horrible sentence that a doctor should never say to a patient. Mm, I feel embarrassed for you. You have four more cavities. Really? Do I, Cruella DeVille? What is happening? What in the hostel part four is going on in this office? Because I don't have cavities. You're drill happy, bitch. We got to get the drill out of your hands. Have you ever thought about taking up wood shopping where no one's jaw can be broken? Why don't you build a chair, bitch? Why are you drilling into good teeth? Have you thought about becoming an engineer? Building a building or something? Why don't you become a construction worker? I think you got into the wrong line of work. The long line of work. (laughs) She says I have four more cavities. She's like, we must drill today. We must drill today. We have to get rid of these cavities. We have to get rid of these cavities. I'm so embarrassed for you. I'm like, bitch, no. I'm going to go home. And not home to my house in LA. I'm going to go home to Syracuse. And I'm going to talk to my dentist in Syracuse. And I did just that. I went home. And I sat down. I said, I'm going to come see you. It was my family dentist from when I was a kid. Dr. Powers, great office in Syracuse. Had done my teeth until I left pretty much. And I told him, I said, I'm not going to tell you what's going on. I'm going to sit in your chair and you just look at my teeth and then give me an assessment. He says, cool. I go there, sit down in the chair. They do x-rays. They do an exam. And he says, well, I'm not quite sure why you're here, but there's nothing that I can report on. And so I said, there's nothing wrong with my mouth. And he said, no. And I said, so there's not even a beginning dark zone of a, of a cavity. And he said, no. And I said, what about this tooth, this tooth, this tooth, and this tooth, the teeth that she had said had cavities in them. He said, no, there's a, it sticks very minimally. There's no reason to drill. And that's when I got really fucking sad and mad at myself. I almost cried. I was like, I just let this woman drill into my fucking teeth. I let her drill into my fucking teeth. And there's something to say about the busyness of your life, fogging your ability to make decisions. When life is stressful, I don't feel like we make really good decisions. Sometimes people really buckle under pressure. Sometimes people thrive under pressure. For me, it depends on the type of pressure. It depends on the type of pressure in my life as to how I respond to it. When it comes to work pressure, I usually thrive. I usually can do really well when there's a lot expected of me when it comes to performance. When it comes to personal pressure, like the death of a parent or the illness of a parent or loved one, I can't function. I don't make good decisions. I am highly susceptible to being scammed by anyone and everyone. And we've talked about it on this podcast in the the Grief Survival Guide series where I talk about the danger of, of dealing with grief because grief leaves you so vulnerable. And I say that because there's something else that happened. It doesn't stop there, folks. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, well, uh, I should just stop going to the dentist. So I go back to LA and I never see this woman again. I don't see her again. I don't, I, I don't ever go back to her. And I kind of wish I had. I had half a mind to go into her office and raise bloody hell. But I thought, what's that going to do? But then I thought about people that maybe she's drilling into and I probably should do or should have done something. I didn't cut to my, the year my dad's sick and in the year that he's, we're losing him. I go to another dentist out in LA and I sit down in the chair 
She tells me I have three cavities. I let her drill them. Ah, fuck. What is wrong with me? I let her drill my teeth, you guys. I let her fucking drill into my, we know perfectly good fucking teeth. She drills right into them. I don't even think about it. I don't even think twice about it. I was losing my dad. I was going through so much stress. I could have walked into a gang at that point in my life. And I can see how people become susceptible to things that are detrimental to their life when they're stressful and they just want someone or something to fall into. I I just wanted a chair to fall into for a minute. I just wanted a break. (laughs) Didn't even matter that there was a dentist drilling into my teeth. I just wanted to feel like I could connect with someone that wasn't dying. So the pressure of losing my dad made me susceptible to the pressure of a dental drill and practically losing my healthy teeth. And and I say that because I, I want people to really realize in areas in their life where they are feeling stress and, and the type of person they become based off of the type of stress they're feeling. Who do you become under pressure? Can you handle the situation? Can you make good decisions? Because your teeth are counting on you. And I wish I had this information prior to everything, but you know, you, you live forward and learn backwards. Unfortunately, we're all Benjamin Button, or maybe we wish we were. I don't know. I wouldn't want to die a baby. But then again, if, if I were, the, what was her name? Um, Kate Blanchett and Brad Pitt showed up at my door as a 90 year old, eight year old. I'd probably hang around for a while to see what happened. <laughs> I probably would. I'm not going to lie. So yes, I did have two dentists in LA drill into perfectly good teeth. I think about it often. I'm very upset with myself. And so because of that, I have made a pact with myself that even though I probably could find a really great dentist in LA, I refuse to. So when my, 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 not my crown, my, um, uh, what do you call it? The bridge that I have had in my mouth since I was practically 19, when that started to crumble, I told Emily, my sister, I go, find me a dentist in Syracuse. Enter Nardoza, who is a fantastic dentist in Syracuse. And, you know, they looked at my mouth, gave me an assessment and breakdown, and we made an appointment. And so I came home to see my sister, but I also came home to have oral surgery. Now, they had said, you know, we can offer... um, use some, some amnesia, amnesia, amnesia. I don't want amnesia. You get amnesia from accidents, anesthesia. And it was pretty freaking pricey. And I didn't have dental insurance. I don't have dental insurance. I probably should set that up too late now. The whole point is to set up dental insurance for when you have fucking oral surgery, but miss that boat too. You know, we're learning, we're learning slowly. So I go for the anesthesia because he also says, you know, you've got this molar, you got this wisdom tooth, and there's something around it. And I'm like, oh, great. Another fucking fossil. I just was like, great. Just to put me under and take everything. Because at this point, <laughs> I have nothing left. I got like four good teeth left. Because these two drill-happy whores in LA took it all. So I, I honestly said, you know what? I'm just going to let the person who's a professional, who I trust, tell me what I need. I'm going to trust this person. So I said, give me all the drugs, knock me out, take my teeth and just wake me up when I'm, you know, give me, give me teeth that every woman on TLC has. I just want those, those, give me the chiclets, give me a front row of chiclets. 
slap them in howdy doody style. Just give me big old bachelorette teeth. I want just the teeth that every girl gets in LA. It looks like, you know, four Monopoly houses lined up. Give me those. And, and just don't even worry about the bottom row. Who's looking there? No one's looking there when you got that ridiculous veneer up top. Just to keep, slap up the top row and, and send me home. So then when I was in LA, before I came home, thinking about, well, I don't know if I want to go under. I was worried about going under because I'd only gone under once in my entire life, I'm pretty sure. I had another, this is a whole dental episode. I had to get a phrenectomy. Anyone out there ever have to get a phrenectomy? So I was born with buck teeth. This is starting to sound like a Shania Twain album. I was born with buck teeth and I had the skin in between my two front teeth that was like a punching bag. It looked like the thing that Rocky practiced on in between my two front teeth. The phrenectomy is the surgery to get rid of that. That's the only time I had ever been put under. I was like eight. So I've been very lucky where I haven't needed any procedures that required me to go under. So I'm like, I don't want to go under. I was so worried and so concerned. So I call them a week before I come back and I go, you know what? Let's take away the anesthesia. Just give me local. I'll just take the, give, give me the needle. Blast me up in the jaw with a needle. I'll be good. And they're like, so you just want local? And I said, yes. They're like, okay, come in at 8 a.m. for local. So I get there. This was last week. And you can kind of see if you're watching the video, my smile's crooked. My jaw's a little jutted out and I probably sound a little bit weird. Maybe not. In my head, I feel like I sound weird because my jaw is all jacked up. I sit down and I'm thinking I'm just getting Novocaine. Now they start setting up an IV and I'm like, oh, this is a different type of Novocaine. This is where you need to ask questions. I didn't ask any questions. Then she's taking my blood pressure and I'm like, okay, this is different. I don't know why they're taking my blood pressure. Like, obviously they're setting me up to put me out. And I... I guess they just saw me and thought, she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about, doesn't realize the extent of what she's about to get done. We're going to have to put her under. So they set up the IV, put it in, they, they, they plug me into it, in my arm. The thing that really kind of bothered me is no one gave me a, a, a countdown. Can I get an anesthesia countdown? If I'm about to almost die, if I'm about to go under and have some sort of semi-psychedelic experience, I need a countdown. Give me an anesthesia countdown. Just let me know that it's coming and so that when it happens, I don't think I died. Because what happened is I thought I died. I thought I for sure died in that chair because I do have a little bit of an arrhythmia and I thought, oh my God, do, what, do they know about my arrhythmia? What about the anesthesia? What if my heart just stops? And then I'm like, and I go under and I have a fucking psychedelic experience. I am so sensitive to everything that I had a psychedelic experience on anesthesia. Thought I was God, thought I was a devil, thought I died, thought I came back, thought I was everyone's savior, was for sure everyone hated me. Um, and then I woke up in the middle of being under. Who, who does that happen to? Only me. I woke up while I was under. I don't think that's medically possible. I'm a fucking anomaly. I have fossils in my mouth and I sing during anesthesia. I don't belong here. The doctor said I was singing along to Phil Collins and Whitney Houston. At least I have good taste. I do kind of remember giggling and laughing so hard 
And I do remember singing, you had your problem and on your side. Uh, like, li- <laughs> I sang entire songs. I know that for sure. I know that for sure I sang entire songs. And I do remember being under, and I don't even know that it's possible to be also be awake and talking while people are doing oral surgery, but leave it to me to be that type of person. I'm a dental enigma. I do remember the doctor singing along to Phil Collins. I think him and I were having a sing-along, and then he goes, oh, Phil Collins, back when pop stars could be ugly. And I just thought that that was a very poignant statement. Pop stars could be ugly in the 80s. Phil Collins? The guy looked like he did taxes, and he was a heartthrob. Rod Stewart looked like a rat that got electrocuted in a river, and he had Elle McPherson. I think that's who he was married to. doesn't matter. He was married to hot babe number nine. Okay, do we need to talk about the Rolling Stones? They all look like they're Rolling Stones, literally down a hill, through a ravine, marrying all the hottest women. Well, they're they're rock stars. I guess it's a little different than pop stars, but still. The Phil Collins of it all and the Rod Stewart are real. If you guys don't know who they are, Google them. My mom used to have such a lady boner for Rod Stewart. Now I really question her as a human, even though she's dead. I, I doubt a lot, a lot of her life choices. So I come to, and I thought I died. I called, I had to FaceTime my sister. I looked like a hot mess. I looked like I got ran over by a truck. I literally looked about 40 years older. And uh, I looked like I got into a bar fight. That wasn't even a fun one. You know, if I'm going to get into a bar fight, I want like a gash. I'm not asking the universe for this, but just go along this anecdotal journey with me. I want want it to count. You know, I don't want it to kind of look like something where people are like, are you ugly or did you get hurt? (laughs) because that's what it was it's like did you get uglier or did someone kind of push you what happened to your face did you did half of your face die in a river we don't know what happened to you you're bloated on one side so I had a swollen face so he ended up having to pull a wisdom tooth out which was not a fossil thank god he had to do bone grafting along my bottom jaw drill into one side and the other side and create bone grafting there and Uh, I'm pretty sure that he put a pretty sweet set of 34 C's on the other side, which is what I asked for. So I guess I did need to go under. Moral of the story is you should ask more questions and not be afraid to say what you need as a patient, not be afraid to say no, and not be afraid to say, can I see some receipts of what you do? That being said, I have a checkup today to see how everything's going. I will say that I probably shouldn't have gone and seen Killer Queen, the Queen tribute band, the day of my oral surgery. I'm going to say that might not have been a good decision, but it was the first day back seeing my sister. And I felt after the anesthesia, surviving death, becoming God, becoming the devil, dying, everyone hating me and being resurrected from that very traumatic experience, I felt like I basically was God and had all this energy because I also took a midday nap and was on some pretty sweet painkillers. Nothing opioid of nature, but like I said, and if you know me and have listened to this podcast and are the OGs, shout out to the OGs. You know how sensitive I am. I'm I'm rolling on like a thousand milligram of Tylenol right now and I feel like I, I'm on drugs. That's just the type of person I am. So I was feeling pretty sweet, pretty emboldened and went and screamed my head off at the Killer Queen concert. And I felt like my jaw dislocated. (laughs) 
I definitely felt felt like a dislocation situation and pretty sure that that's not going to show up too well on the, the recap today when I'm sitting in the dental chair. But this podcast comes out next week, so he won't have heard, he wouldn't have heard it. But it was a very psychedelic experience. I'm the only person who talks through anesthesia. And there, you guys shouldn't be going to the raves anymore. Don't go to clubs, don't go to bars, go to the dentist office. They got the best drugs. They got the greatest drugs. The fact that they can just knock you out in the dental chair and then your sister just comes, picks you up and you go to Wegmans for a couple hours and then you get to go see Queen. I was living my dream. <clears throat> living the dream. So I'll, I'll let you guys know what the dental recap is. But again, it's important to know who you are under pressure. It's important to know who you are under dental pressure, under societal pressure, and in stress. And I realize that I need to do more due diligence when I am under stress and pressure so that people don't take the remaining few teeth out of my head. That's that's what I've learned this week. I did want to do a little recap about, this is a total um, deviation, but a little recap about Cocaine Bear because I don't think we did Letterboxd for Cocaine Bear. I really don't think we did. I think we just did Megan and a couple other movies. But even if we did, there's new reviews left. So I just want to read a couple of reviews from Letterboxd, which is this review site for movies. You have to check it out. The reviews are just so funny. From uh, my neighbor Julian, who told me about this. Shout out to Julian. These are the reviews underneath Cocaine Bear. This is from Mama Joe. Do you think the bear has one of those Lana Del Rey spoon necklaces? Now that's kind of creative. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of creative. I didn't know Lana Del Rey had a spoon necklace. I didn't even know she had a pulse. I do love her though. She's very sleepy. She would be a good one to make a drill noise. We need to have Lana Del Rey and Nora Jones create drill sounds. Um, Jonas says, I wish bears were real. Well, that's someone who needs to get out more. This person says, I hope I get to make something this appreciative of the earth and the creatures that make it worth living on. Well, that person's on an edible... Here's another review. Alicia Moore. This is a great review. In my heart and soul, this is a five-star film. I felt the same way about Cocaine Bear. The title alone should have knocked it out of the park. The cast, the just the plot. In my heart, it is a five-star film. That's what I. That's all I will say. Um, Easy Subaru says, I thought this movie was all right. It did what it was supposed to do. It had laughs, but overall, just middle of the pack. Ending wasn't my favorite and too much gore for a comedy. Well, that's where you lose me. That's really, really where you lose me. I love the gore, but I do agree with that. I do agree that it was middle of the road. And apologies if we did do reviews with Cocaine Bear, but I had it in my notes and I'm an anal retentive Virgo, so I wanted to check it off the list. Boom, checked it off the list. I feel better. I also wanted to show you guys, because we joked about me being in Bert's movie, I wanted to joke with you guys about me and how much I looked like the girl from the movie the actress this Russian actress it looks so much like me and we already went through it but Deb I think sent stills of how much it looks like me and it was shocking and now I'm kind of mad that I didn't even get asked to do the role I feel like I could have done a Russian accent like the, the, are you doing birds you, you're doing things that are illegal. Now I just sound like Count Chocula. <laughs> 
but it is a little jarring how much I look like the woman from the movie. And I, I'm mad I didn't get paid. I feel like I should get paid just off of the fact that they stole my look. They stole my vibe. They stole my energy. They stole my essence and I don't appreciate it. I also, uh, for you guys, have images from when I actually did get dental work and the woman pulled my tooth out. We probably already put them in the podcast, but I'm going through all of my notes and looking at the tooth. Oh my God. This tooth is embarrassing. That thing looks like a, it looks like a lug nut. It looks like, it looks like literally a piece of a spaceship that was in my mouth. How did that even, where did that come from? I remember my old managers used to like talk shit about me. Like you got a gray tooth and you got to do something about that. You got a zombie tooth in your head. And I thought how rude, but now that I'm looking at me holding it, it's, it's really embarrassing (laughs) to say the least. I don't think this is going to fare well for me out on the scene, just showing people my dental work. I really should have thought about this one again. I really should have considered this. Let's do some maybes before we get out of here. And if you guys ever want to call into the podcast, it's 516. Oh, sorry. 513-916-0930. That's 513-916-0930. Give us a call. We'll play your, um, we'll play your voicemail, but I'm gonna read some emails from people. Eileen Miller says, you are my favorite podcaster. I love your sense of humor. And when I'm listening, I'm almost doing a spit take. I'm always doing a spit take. What in the Chronicles of Narnia? That's right. About Dashiell last week. Like literally what in the Chronicles of Narnia is a Dashiell? I have no idea. I laugh at your podcast uh, like I used to laugh at. We'll, we won't say his name. I don't want to throw people under the bus, but she said she used to, she laughs at my podcast like she used to laugh at somebody else's podcast. She still likes this person, but he doesn't come with the silliness like he used to. And you bring it. Thank you for brightening our day. A. Miller. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, I love to do the grief survival guide. I love to do Dr. Peluso and these are the old school rants. And someone messaged me on Twitter saying we miss the rants. So I want to give some more of the rants and I miss doing the rants as well. It's more fun to sort of just go through everything off the top of my head, even though I do notes. I've always done notes because I'm a Virgo, but I do like to just rant about everything that goes on. I think you guys can relate to that. Uh, Richard Bourbon says, love your comedy and podcast. Remember, Fruity Pebbles are Fruit Loop shrapnel and kicks are balled up honeycombs. My mind got blown when I read this. Fruit Loops are, Fruity Pebbles are Fruit Loops shrapnel. By the way, Fruit Loops shrapnel would be a great cereal. Why is that not on the, in the cereal aisle? And kicks was bullshit. Let's be honest. Kicks was styrofoam with a sprinkle of sugar. Kicks can go fuck itself. It was the worst cereal. Nothing. It was like cereal. It was like diet cereal, which is oxymoronic. If we're going to cereal, we're going to cereal. Why are we in this aisle? It's either cocoa, chocolate chip cookie crisp or nothing. I'm not getting mucilex, mucilexy, mucilexy, whatever that cereal is. It looks like it's from a bird feeder, bird suet. I'm not doing that. Okay. So let we're going to go ham or we're going to go home. Thank you, Richard Bourbon. I feel like we have another one. Uh, Diana Brown says, what in the Chronicles of Narnia is a dashel? You are a funny fucker lady. Laughed for at least 10 minutes. <laughs> you guys really resonated with the dashel of it all. I know somebody else messaged me about dashel. I'm sorry that I can't d- find where your message was, but I think somebody else said something about the dashel. Oh, somebody told me that there was actually a person named 
Dashel. Oh, I wish I could find this. I thought I took a screen grab of it. Let's see. Uh, no, I thought I did. If, if you're listening to this podcast and you sent me the message about there being a real Dashel, it was like a famous Dashel. That's right. Okay, let's see. Famous Dashel. I remember he, this person sent me a link. Um, Let's see. There's No, these are last names. Famous Dashel wearer. Nope. I can't find it. If someone if someone remembers who sent that to me, please send it back. Please re- resend it because it was a message about who there was there being one Dashel in the in the world. Somebody send it to me, Jesse May Peluso Comedy at Gmail or DM me on Instagram. I remember looking at it on Instagram, but not to sound like a douchebag, I do get a lot of DMs and sometimes it's hard to keep them all in check. And I thought I'm usually pretty good at screen grabbing them, but I I guess I just didn't screen grab this one. Damn it, Dashel. And if you don't know what we're referring to, I do these overheard at the farmer's market and I haven't been to the farmer's market. So there's no new one this week. But what kicked it off was I overheard one time at the farmer's market. This woman said, Dashel, Dashel, don't put that in your mouth or you'll choke. And my whole point was let Dashel choke. There's nothing he's going to do in this life. That's going to be good for anybody. And this person made me stand corrected. Apparently there was one famous Dashel. So if someone could send that to me, that would be lovely. And uh, come see me live. <clears throat> I do have tour dates out. I'm going to be, let's see, my show, my tour is kicking off at the Everett Theater in Everett, Washington, 420. I'll be at Cap City Comedy in Key West, Florida, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. I'm also going to be in uh, House of Comedy in Edmonton, the 4th, 5th, and 6th of May. I'm also going to be in, let's see, we got a lot coming up. Italy (laughs) not doing shows just relaxing and max and I'll be in Pittsburgh I'm gonna be in Chicago the 21st and 22nd of July ton of ton of dates coming up and we're adding some more to the site the tour is live it's gonna be jessiemay.com forward slash tour thank you guys so much I hope you had a great week I'll let you know what the dentist said and hopefully people stop drilling into my mouth or at least I let them stop drilling that is unless another fossil shows up the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.